Molly Weasley looked furiously around her kitchen, not sure what else she could bang or throw. A creak from above told her that Penelope was finally awake. It was about time. Molly took a deep breath and reminded herself that she wasn't upset with Penelope, but with Ron. Regardless, she wanted to get to Lupin Lodge as early as possible today. She had some choice words to say to her youngest son. Two shots of the special sherry that she kept reserved for times like these had not calmed her temper in the slightest. And Arthur, he hadn't seemed nearly as worried as he should be. How so many of her children had failed to inherit her common sense was beyond her, although it wasn't beyond her when she saw the way that Arthur constantly behaved. What an example! She turned to watch the bacon fry in the pan. Now that the children were all out of the house, she felt that she had more time than she knew what to do with. Arthur was busy trying to rebuild the ministry. George paid frequent visits, and so did Bill and Charlie now that they were in London, but they were grown men and hardly needed the attention that they had as boys. Her relationship with Fred was still a bit strained, since he had eloped with his girlfriend Angelina immediately after the war was over, although Molly was trying hard to make things up to him now. She felt an odd need to make something up to all her family. She even had finally given in to Arthur's obsession by trying to learn muggle cooking, and she found that it helped her kill time very nicely. Of course, there was always Penelope to look after. Molly poured herself a cup of tea, and tried very hard not to remember what day it was. She had arranged for the two of them to go and see the teenagers at Lupin Lodge. That had seemed like an excellent plan, until she remembered that the purpose of the visit was to see the gowns that Ginny and Hermione had purchased for Lavender Brown and Seamus Finnegan's wedding in four days. Still, she didn't think that it was healthy for Penelope to be alone today, especially not with the baby's birth so near. Molly lifted her wand and made the bacon fly onto a plate, not in the mood to get up and actually take it out of the pan with a spacula. She wished that she could get through to her daughter-in-law somehow. She and Penelope had never been very close. Percy had moved out of the house during the summer after Voldemort's return, and tensions between him and his father and brothers had been high. He'd brought Penelope home once or twice, but contact had been infrequent. Molly's first impression of Penelope had been that she was a very nice girl, just the sort of girl for Percy. Funny, she'd been afraid that he, out of all of her sons, might have had trouble falling in love. Yet he had been the first one to give away his heart, the first one to marry, and the first one to be a father. Except that Percy would never be a father. The knowledge made Molly sick inside, and she only felt sicker, remembering how her son's marriage had begun. Percy had come over one day in the late spring to tell his mother about the engagement. She had immediately begun to fantasize about planning the wedding that she'd always dreamed of for each of her children but her son had stopped her short. He'd known that the other members of the family weren't happy with his career choices. Penelope had been living with him, and as far as they were concerned, a wedding wouldn't even be necessary. They'd exchanged modest rings. They joined wands. Penelope's parents were muggles, and she didn't speak to them any more, for reasons that Molly still didn't quite understand. The couple had just wanted Molly's approval. Molly cringed as she remembered her reaction. She had been furious and selfish. She'd insisted to Percy that they have an official wizard wedding. Percy had drawn himself straight, chin in the air and chest up, a mannerism that he'd almost never affected in front of his mother, and told her not to be ridiculous. 
she'd called penelope a scarlet woman and told percy that she didn't believe that he didn't want a ceremony her poor boy he had looked so defeated he'd scraped at the wooden table with his fingernail and muttered fine mother i'll try to talk to penelope about it molly had drafted a letter to send back with percy in it she'd told penelope not to worry that she would take care of everything and all that they had to do was show up on august twenty seventh and be happy she'd picked the date at random hoping for a cool late summer day and a reply had arrived from penelope two weeks later thanking mrs weasley and telling her that they would be there it had been so selfish molly reflected so selfish but at the time it had seemed so important it had been a huge undertaking to gather everyone together for that day jenny and hermione had been extremely helpful and the preparations had taken hermione's mind off of her own problems of that summer at least for a bit but fred and george had put up a fight why should they attend perfect percy's wedding are you blind mum or did you miss the fact that there's a war going on fred had shouted at her one day she had applied to arthur for help and although she could tell he was torn as well he had spoken to the twins and they had eventually given in percy and penelope had arrived in the morning penelope had been wearing simple purple robes and molly who hadn't seen her in several months had reflected that she really was a beautiful girl percy had seemed tense but as they sat in the kitchen talking molly had noticed penelope's left hand disappear under the table to squeeze percy's and she'd watched percy visibly calm down they had seemed to be very much in love and what more could a mother wish for her son the wedding had been so small just the weasleys harry and hermione her boys had been on their best behavior and although there was little laughter she thought that penelope and percy had been grateful reflecting back on it now she supposed that they were probably uncomfortable the entire day the guilt that she felt now was so strong that she felt physically ill good morning molly penelope was standing in the doorway good morning dear she said in her brightest mum voice it was difficult partly because even now months later she had a hard time adjusting to penelope's new short hair and her daughter-in-law she noted was still in her dressing gown penelope slid onto a bench at the kitchen table tea asked molly brightly penelope nodded she looked pale and her brow was furrowed something was clutched in her hand bacon molly asked feeling a bit ridiculous penelope shook her head and mumbled no i'm big enough as it is and continued to fumble with whatever she was holding in her hand oh dear continued molly in what she hoped was a soothing voice it's perfectly normal to feel that way you're not as big as you think you are and when the baby's born you'll have your figure back in no time she looked down at herself and sighed well i'm sure you'll have better luck in any case penelope just shrugged molly handed her a cup of tea and pressed you should get dressed fairly soon since you can't apparate right now we'll have to take a muggle taxi and go to the train station it's going to take us three hours to get there penelope shook her head you go molly i really don't feel up to it today nonsense said molly briskly you'll feel better once you're up and around the girls are dying to see you but penelope just shook her head molly searched herself for another cheering tactic but came up with none it was terrible penelope should have been eagerly anticipating the birth of her first child 
Percy's only child. Molly had been so excited to hear about the pregnancy from Percy. And when Percy had owled to say that he was leaving the ministry and coming home, Molly had been ecstatic, not only to see her son and daughter-in-law, but also at the thought that a grandchild would soon arrive as well. But Percy had never made it home. Clink! Penelope dropped what she'd been holding onto the floor. It rolled under the table, and in her current state she couldn't reach it to pick it up. Molly pointed her wand. Accio, she said briskly, bringing a small, shiny object into her palm, where it fitted there, round and cold. She handed it back to Penelope, but gasped when she saw what it was. Percy's prefix badge. Penelope's lip was trembling horribly now. Molly slid onto the bench next to her and embraced her daughter-in-law tightly. They weren't close, but they would be. Molly wanted to make sure of it. There would come a time when Penelope wanted to move on with her life. She might even meet another man, years down the road. But for now, this widowed girl and her coming baby were all that the Weasleys had left of Percy's life, and Molly wanted to keep her as close as possible. "'There, there, dear,' she said, smoothing Penelope's curly hair and giving her a quick motherly peck on the forehead. "'Perhaps you're right about not coming to Lupin Lodge. Why don't you just spend the day in the garden?' Hermione left some good books on her last visit that I thought you might enjoy, and I've self-started the tea, so it'll be on all day. You just rest, all right? She pulled away from Penelope and looked at her questioningly. Penelope ventured a small smile, nodded, and let Mrs. Weasley lead her out into the garden. 